This message comes from NPR sponsor, Mattress Firm. Do you get the quality sleep you need? Mattress Firm will find you the right bed for your best rest with their wide selection of quality mattresses at every price. Get matched at Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. Sleep at night. You're listening to It's Been a Minute from NPR. I'm Brittany Luce. And today on the show, we're going to consider the himbo. If you don't know what a himbo is, let me put you on. They're men, they're sweet, they're hot, and they're a little naive about the world, but they're always having a great time. And one of the greatest himbos of our age is Lance Arroyo on Max's The Other Two. My name is Lance Arroyo. I really want to dab right now, but I tried backstage and the plastic on my shirt almost ripped off my nips, so I can't. The Other Two is about two siblings, Carrie and Brooke Dubeck, who are trying to break into the entertainment industry just as their younger brother becomes a Justin Bieber-esque star. His homemade music video, I Want to Marry You at Recess, has racked up 22 million views in just three days. It's a smart comedy about show business and celebrity culture. And Lance, the himbo, Brooke's love interest, is somehow the only good guy among a sea of morally flexible status climbers. He's a bright spot of positivity in the show's general cynicism. And the actor who plays Lance, Josh Sagara, he brings that same positive energy off the screen. Can I get a nice big, let's go, from you? (laughs) Of course you can. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. Hell yeah. I sat down with Josh to get a deeper understanding of the himbo ideal and why himbos are having such a big moment. Stay with us. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Dignity Memorial. When you plan your celebration of life in advance, it becomes a gift from you to your family, because nobody should have to plan for a loss while they're experiencing one. With Dignity Memorial providers, you can pre-plan every detail to give your family and yourself valuable peace of mind, knowing that everything will be taken care of with professionalism, compassion, and attention to detail that is second to none. For additional information, visit DignityMemorial.com. This message is brought to you by NPR sponsor, Progressive Insurance. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options within your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This message comes from The Run-Through with Vogue. Listen as designers, Vogue editors, and industry icons like Erica Badu and Florence Pugh have in-depth conversations about fashion and culture. New episodes are released each Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Josh Sagara, welcome to It's Been a Minute. Thanks a lot, Brittany. Pumped to be here. So something that I noticed in the third season of The Other Two specifically is that, like, your character is shirtless in almost (laughs) every episode of the season. Like, there's a couple times where it's just he's in public, just no shirt on. Like, is that something they asked you to do? Or is that a character choice that you made? Brittany, let's talk about this, okay? Let's talk about this. No, I think that honestly just started as a bit and ended as a full-on gag just like how hilarious would it be 
if Liz is just shirtless at random times, you know, just in a Broadway theater, sleeping shirtless. I had a good time with it, Brittany. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, how much more free can you be at work when you're walking around in, you know, random neighborhood in New York City just heading to and from work with a robot because you're shirtless that day, (laughs) you know? (laughs) To talk a little bit about how you got on to uh, the other two, we got to talk a little bit about how the character of Lance originated like Lance Mm. is the nicest sweetest kindest most thoughtful person and he's done a variety of jobs over the course of the series like being a streetwear shoe designer absolutely um, kind of dabbling in fame himself but he was originally meant to be like this like bookish guy who worked at a medieval times like restaurant yeah obviously that didn't happen no um we read that that your audition caused the writers to change the character so he was more similar to like some of your characteristics. Like I wonder what elements of Lance did they full on base off of you um, or, or your performance or your audition? Like like where where are the similarities between between you and Lance? Well, I don't know if I'm a, I don't know if I can actually answer that question. You'd have to ask Chris and Sarah for so they can give you the truth. For the listeners out there, those are the writers of the other two. I guess one day they came up to give me a note. Early on, and it was like, you know, can you try this? And I was like, hell yeah. And they're like, okay, well, <laughs> now hell yeah is how he responds to everything. That's what Chris and Sarah have given me, the opportunity to make this character my own. You know, there's a line in the first episode of season three of the other two, and we're talking to some guests at the Night Nurse premiere. And I say to Brooke, I'm like, yeah, remember you watch all seasons of Survivor? Angry's Anatomies plus all of The Circle? Oh, God. I watched so much pandemic TV, but I couldn't do The Circle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, I, I didn't watch The Circle. The line is Grey's Anatomy, but my mom says Grey's Anatomies. It's a very Puerto Rican way of saying it. And Sarah came up to me, she's like, did you say Grey's Anatomies? I was like, yes, that's Puerto Rican. And she's like, great, that's staying in the cut, you know? Like, And those are things that they let me play with. I grew up in Orlando. I also worked at this spot called the Just for Feet, which is a, an athletic shoe store, Just for Feet. Just for Feet. That's not what I thought uh-huh. when a shoe store is not the first thing I thought of, but yeah. We used to wear red polos and whistles around, and there was a half-court little basketball court there. It was in Altamont Springs, Florida, where I grew up. And, oh, yeah. Um, so maybe they, they didn't even need to know that I worked at Just for Feet to know that I had the look of somebody that worked at an athletic shoe store. You know, he works at the Foot Locker and he's an inspiring shoe designer when we meet him. And I'll forever remember that first scene where I'm sitting down with the Dubex at dinner, you know, and, and Pat, you know, Mama Dubex. She's like, so Lance, what have you been working on? You know what? I actually came up with three new ideas for shoes today. One, laces on the bottom. Two, shoes, but invisible. Three, edible shoes. Wait, I'm sorry. So you just walk around in the shoes all day and then eat them? Hell yeah, if you're hungry. Oh my God. And though, let's be clear. There are some ideas that we have come up with on the show that I've seen played out in real life, okay? There is a dry erase shoe now that you can take a marker and draw on the side of the shoe, and I believe Nike makes it for you. There was also a full-on fashion show that I saw last year with see-through panels, Okay, so there, somebody's watching the other two (laughs) and deciding that Lance is an incredible designer. 
okay? <laughs> I need my boy Lance, not me, but I need my boy Lance to get some residuals, okay? I need somebody cut to toss him a, a couple coins, exactly. <laughs> cut, Lance a, cut Lance a check, let's go. <laughs> so, <laughs> you play Lance, of course, fantastically. Um, and Lance has been embraced by fans of the show for being what I have called the platonic ideal of a himbo. I wonder, and, and I'm not the only person, you can Google it, it comes up. <laughs> this is not just a tweet of mine from last fall. What do you see as the essential characteristics of a himbo? Huh. I think fiercely loyal is the first thing that comes to mind. Fiercely mm. loyal, good-natured, and fun. You know, he's just fun. He's trying to have a good time. You know, like, come on now. Ain't that serious all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just trying to have mm. a good time. Like, remember that scene... When Brooke is like, well, what what things are classic Brooke? To Lance, these things are amazing. He's like, Brooke always has deodorant on the outside of her clothing. Doesn't brush her teeth. Well, no, not at night. I want to go to sleep. Next. She lies for fun. She steals from Starbucks. She never drinks water. She falls asleep during play. Okay, no, 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 no. I don't know. I, I want to stop. Yo, that's awesome. That's so good about you. I love that about you, Brookie Monster. You know, I love it. It's good. It's good. Those are three qualities I think anybody would want in somebody who's going to be close to them, you know? Absolutely. I think about that gin scene between Lance and Carrie. You know, Carrie's sitting there on the bench and he's all stressed about watch what happens live. And all of a sudden Lance walks in. He's like, oh, hell yeah. And he sits there and Carrie's telling him like, yo, I'm just insecure, man. You know, like what if I don't look good shirtless, you know? Listen to me. You are a beautiful man and your body is tight. Say, I am, I am a beautiful man and my body is toyed. Good. Do we all need a lance at that moment in time? We all feel mm. that way at times in our life where you're just questioning yourself and are you good enough? Are people going to like you? And here's somebody that loves you and loves you hard hmm. and thinks your body is tight, you know, and like just really, really positive and builds you up. He's ride or die. You know, when you need somebody to come in and just give you a hug and a kiss, he's there for you. You know, like, I love playing him for that reason. I love it. To pivot and and to, like, go galaxy brain. I love galaxy brain. It feels like himbos are having a moment. I've seen it come up just with so many different TV shows and films. Why do you think himbos are having a moment right now? Hmm. I won't speak for the masses. I'll speak for myself. Mm -hmm. The himbos that I grew up on are the ones that are affecting my performances now. Okay? So that is Billy Madison. Billy Madison to me is a himbo, right? And what we're Ooh. describing. That is Tommy Boy. Okay? That's oh, Tommy yeah. Callahan, you know? Yeah. Dude, Will Ferrell is incredible at playing these characters that you may read one way, but there's something completely different. So why is it that you know, maybe it's because people are looking for a little levity, you know, like maybe I think people are looking for a little bit of a positive outlook on things. Maybe mm. people are looking just to simply laugh, you know, like we're all just trying our best, you know, everybody. We're just trying our best. So sometimes people are jumping on each other a little too quick, you know, mm. and sometimes the people that are doing the jumping, maybe they just need a little compassion, you know, like I love you, Papa. Why are you so mad about this? You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> Give me a hug. Come here. You know? My husband and I, sometimes when we get like frustrated or if one of us has like a, an attitude, 
you'll realize you have an attitude and we'll just say, I just need some love. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, it. And ask the other person for a hug because it's like, yeah. it's the most base thing. It's like, you know what? I actually need like, I have an attitude right now because yeah. I just need a little reset. I need that's a little it. reset. That's it. I wonder like, do you see himbos like as possibly speaking to, or like even that, that vein of character is speaking to like a different type of idealized masculinity? Like maybe somebody who's a little more, maybe a lot more chill. Maybe people are looking for like a different style of masculinity or, or a different way of how to be a man. 100%. I think you're spot on with that. I'm super proud that I just get to be one little dot on that flag, you know, like one little beat, one little piece of that puzzle. I'll just say like in my real life, you know, I've got my three little boys. To me, one of the most important things that I just want to teach them is that it's okay to cry and it's okay to talk about your emotions with us. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be yourself. Whatever you are, just know that me and your mom are going to love you immensely. And I know that because that's what I had my entire life from my mom and my dad. My dad is a really, really sweet compassionate, tender energy. And then when it comes to these characters that I play, man, it's fun as hell that I get to play these fiercely loyal, very compassionate, loving, vulnerable, emotional dudes. Hmm, That was really thoughtful. Thank you so much. Josh, would you mind sticking around to play a game? I love games, Brittany. Let's go. Yes, 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 yes. Stick around. Coming up, Josh and I play a little game called Himbo Mania. Stick around. This message comes from NPR sponsor Acorn TV. Acorn TV isn't just good, it's brilliant. With exceptional television from around the world. Their romances are more charming, their mysteries cozier, their noirs more gripping, and their comedies cleverer. More clever? Oh, you get it. Acorn TV is brilliant stories told brilliantly. Visit acorn.tv for a 30-day free trial with promo code NPR. So, in a nutshell, Acorn TV. Brilliant. This message comes from NPR sponsor Homes.com. You don't just live in your home, you live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, local amenities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Summer is for going to the movie theater because it's too hot to stay home. It's for driving with the windows down, listening to your favorite music. It's for stretching out while you're on vacation to gobble up a TV show. For a guide to some of the TV, movies, and music we are most excited about this summer, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. Now, Josh, I hear that you are a huge fan of wrestling. (laughs) Yes, I am. In the spirit of, you know, professional wrestling, we're going to play a game called Himbo Mania. I love it. I love it. Let's go. (laughs) Welcome to Himbo Mania. (laughs) 
So, so the way this game is going to work, I'm going to pit two famous himbos against one another. Mm. And you decide who wins and why. Are you ready? Wow. Okay. There's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. First match. Our himbos are Kronk from The Emperor's New Groove and Fezzik, Andre the Giant's character from The Princess Bride. Which himbo would you back in a fight against a creepy dude at the bar? Not against each other, but against the bar creep. Kronk or Fezzik? Fezzik. I mean, like, it's Andre the Giant we're talking about. In character or not in character, that is the most legendary big man of all time. Hmm. I got to go with Andre at all times. (laughs) I got to go with Andre. That's funny. You know, you've heard those stories about him, right? Where he puts, he would put back like 60 beers in a day or something crazy. I kind of want to say how, but also like, I mean, he was like, what, seven feet tall? That's it. Drink 500 pounds, seven feet something, like water, like water. First round goes to Fezzik. K.O. All right. Okay. Our second matchup. Our himbos this round are your character, Lance Arroyo from the other two, and Jason Mendoza from The Good Place in a head-to-head competition of who's better at taking care of a partner who is on their period, who's menstruating. Who are you putting your money on, Lance or Jason? Look, Jason Mendoza, great guy, okay? Great guy. I'm sure he'd be fantastic at it. (laughs) But Lance Arroyo, he... Would take care of you till you needed him no more. He would Mm. make sure that you're comfortable. He would make sure you're well fed, that you got whatever cocktail you needed. Like, I'm just going to put Lance anywhere. You can put my man in the worst scenario possible on the planet, whatever that may be. And he's going to find a way to come out of there with a smile on his face and looking forward to that same exact thing happening again. Because I'm sure he's going to come out on top, you know? All right. Lance, it is. Lance, it is. Lance, it is. I mean, I guess you can't really vote against yourself. That's, that's, so that's I what I'm saying. Like... You put me in a position where I'm not going to vote against myself. You know, like, that's not fair. <laughs> Jason Mendoza, nice, nice guy. But come on now. Come on now. All right. So our second round winner is Lance Arroyo. K.O. Match number three. Okay. Hit me. Our final himbos are Bill and Ted from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure as a pair. Okay. And the other is Fred from Scooby-Doo. Oh, wow. Yes. In a battle of who's best at helping friends move, who comes out on top, Bill and Ted as a pair or Fred? So you're hitting me my soft spot because I watch a lot of Scooby-Doo in my house. So I think I'm going to go with Fred. I just feel like Bill and Ted might get distracted, you know? Like, wow. I feel like they would be busy. I feel like Fred, he's got he's got a team that he's already responsible for. He has a van, too. He's got, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Fred. Think about how genius they are. Every week or every day, they have a new monster they got to find or a new criminal. They're just really smart. So I'm going with Fred. That's really fair. Yeah. You're right. At the end of every single episode, they always figure it out. They always figure They're batting a thousand. I've never seen them not figure it out. <laughs> That's a really good point. They're I've incredible. never seen them not figure it out. I think Fred <laughs> might be the smartest himbo out of this entire group. I feel like Fred is like, <laughs> you, you just made me realize that Fred, I think, is a genius, you know? Our third round winner is Fred from Scooby-Doo. K. 
K-O. Well, Josh, these were sparkling insights, honestly. You gave me a lot to think about because I don't know if I had all the same choices as you, but you really turned my really turned my mind around on some of these guys. That was Himbomania. Josh, thank you so much for playing. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks again to Josh Sagara. Season three of The Other Two is streaming now on Max. Hi, Brittany. This is Lauren from New York. I know you're a fashion girly, and so I was just wondering what you thought of Pharrell's debut at Louis Vuitton. First of all, hi, Lauren from New York. Thank you so much for calling in. And also thank you for calling me a fashion girly. Now, I have complex feelings about Pharrell's first showing at Louis Vuitton. I mean, I think that in many ways, he did some things that were adventurous, exciting, honestly, pretty attractive and cute, like cute clothes. Not going to knock them. And the other thing I'll also say is I think he put on a phenomenal show, like having the choir there from Virginia. Everything was so star-studded. It took place on that big bridge on the River Scent. It was like really, really cool. But I just have like very mixed feelings about him not being an actual designer. Like, yes, I know that he has done a lot of jewelry design. He's collaborated on a lot of clothing lines, but it's just not the same as someone like a Virgil Abloh or a Marc Jacobs who preceded him, or honestly, a lot of other creative directors at other major fashion brands. I feel like what's happening with Louis Vuitton men's right now is what's happening with a lot of industries where they're just bringing in celebrities to do the job of an artisan, or to do the job of a journeyman. And, um, you know, we'll see how it turns out. So I think like good first showing, but the rest of it remains to be seen. So, I mean, I guess I wish him luck, but he's already really rich, so might not need it. To all of you listening, I want to know what you want to talk about too. Anything from the biggest pop culture story of the week to the newest bangers to the TV show everyone is talking about. If there's something everyone in your world is going on about, record a quick voice memo with your first name, location, and the topic and send it to ibam at npr.org. That's I-B-A-M at npr.org. I cannot wait to hear what you want to talk about. This episode of It's Been a Minute was produced by Barton Girdwood, Alexis Williams, Liam McBain, Corey Antonio Rose. Our editor is Jessica Placek. Engineering support came from Patrick Murray. Our executive producer is Verilyn Williams. Our VP of programming is Yolanda Sanguini. Our senior VP of programming is Anya Grundman. All right. That's all for this episode of It's Been a Minute from NPR. I'm Brittany Luce. Talk soon. This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One. With the Spark Cash Plus card, you earn unlimited 2% cash back on every purchase for your business. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash SparkCashPlus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. 
But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR.